Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. I'm a ball player. With a jacked up attitude. They share the same dream. You'd love for him to play USC like you did, right? No, I'd love for him to get a good education. There's only one way to be successful at anything, and that is to give everything. You forgot to be there. If I stayed, I wouldn't be starting. Well, at least you got your priorities straight. Look, I'm entering a draft. I'm going pro. So that's it. Just forget about you and me. New Line Cinema presents a story about the passion it takes. I never knew anyone loved ball as much as you. To keep your dreams alive. I've loved you since I was 11, and it just won't go away. This spring. I'll play you one game, one on one. For what? Your heart. All's fair in love and basketball. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Ladies, lady takeover night. I got three. It was supposed to be four, but I have three ladies I have to introduce. And to do that, we're going to first do mashup of all of your intro songs. Here it is. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Natalie J, Lauren S, and Anna from HR all here in podcast studio for this lady takeover on which movie, ladies? Love and basketball. This could be a shit show. Um, housekeeping. Who knows our contact information? Vicarious living at gmail.com. Yeah, because I emailed it last week. Close enough. And check us out on Vicarious Living Pod at Gmail. Oh, that one's at Gmail? That one's at Gmail. Yeah, and that's. and honestly, I, I email it from different accounts every, every Yeah, week. Natalie has emailed our account. We have, did you hear our answer to your... Honestly, I haven't felt more validated in my whole life. Yeah. Except for when you went off on a tangent. Why are you talking That's so quiet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yelled at him about saying that Blake Lively was not attractive. Oh, yeah. Okay, so real quick. But let just say... Uh-oh. Because I feel like all ladies think Blake Lively is, like, the most attractive female of all time. And I, I don't feel it. I would have sex with her. Oh, for sure I'd have sex with her. Word. But do you think that that's a lady, hot lady? 
Like, in Not your head? universally hot. I feel like most dudes also think she's pretty hot. I mean, I try to get a so. straight, like, answer out of my husband, and I think he's terrified of me, which is why he won't, like, give me the straight-up answer and be like, yeah, she's attractive. He's like, yeah, she's good-looking. I'm like, no, I'd fuck her. I think she's got perfect makeup, and she's got, like, perfect hair, and she's got fake boobs, all these things that are, like, manufactured perfect pretty that but girls like think are really attractive no, i like her because of the well i like her because she's got kids and she looks oh like yeah natalie's the re- natalie is the mature one on this podcast <laughs> she's gonna be the super mature keep us all grounded when it gets off the rails so i appreciate that as your role yeah i'll play it she'll play hard it. okay so this movie love and basketball though tonight written and directed by gina prince bythewood who cares doesn't matter She's not done anything else. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> I'm don't, just saying. don't throw away female director she, like that. She we directed them. a great them. film. <laughs> what is it? Not good enough because she's a woman for you. This is women's whoa. takeover. We're, we're already ladies. starting it. Look, we're four ladies sitting here doing a podcast. I'm with Excuse you. Excuse me, five. You're not including Lola. Uh, Lola's here. I'm gonna read the plot. Do you guys want to hear this? Sure. Go ahead. The plot, Love and Basketball, in 1981, L.A., Monica and Quincy are two childhood friends who both aspire to be professional basketball players. Quincy, whose father, Zeke, plays for the Los Angeles Clippers, is a natural talent and a born leader. Monica is ferociously competitive. <laughs> too much about Zeke. <laughs> One yeah. sentence, it's too much. Monica is ferociously competitive, but sometimes becomes overly emotional on the court. Natalie has nits to pick with that. (laughs) Over the years, the two begin to fall for each other, but their separate paths to basketball stardom threaten to pull them apart. Love and basketball. Quincy is set to marry the wrong woman instead of his college sweetheart and perfect foil, Monica. The night before the wedding, the two play a high-stakes game. If he loses, he won't get married the the next day. If he wins, in a heartbreaking turn... Monica will walk away, but she won't. He utters, double or nothing. <laughs> Wait a fucking that one's way spoiler. better. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of spoil the whole movie. I but. honestly saw this synopsis like three days ago. Wait, I can thought. I cut that? Can I cut that out? Because it spoils the whole fucking movie. Maybe you can add it in at the end. Okay, maybe I'll add that in at the so end. So the whole reason why this was a thing was because I saw this like six days ago on a site that I go on daily. Called popsugar.com. And I was like, I have to save this because I'm going to be on the pod. Yeah. In which we discuss it. So fair. Anyways, it was nominated as one of, like, the best, like, black love interest movies where it's dedicated to, like, black relationships. You don't see, like, a ton of films in which it's just, like, black people dating and falling in love and getting married. So this and The Wood? (laughs) This is, did you, did you maybe ever? that was on the list. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, like I guarantee the woods on there, and I guarantee Medea's family reunion and all those <laughs> Medea movies are definitely not on there. Your dad's favorite movies. <laughs> My dad's favorite movie is uh, Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. While you're looking that up, can we guess some Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's go around the room and each of you guess Ooh. what you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is for Love and Basketball. Keep in mind, 
This is the aggregate of critics' scores. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to lie. I was curious because I wanted to see some interesting facts. In Oh, you okay. saw it? Then don't guess. That's why I'm saying I'm not going to guess. I'm going to okay. abstain from this. My vote's out. 64%. Anna from HR's guess, 64%. Natalie. 80. 80%. <laughs> Natalie would be closer at 82%. Oh, wow. Okay. Which, I'm not going to lie, I was really hurt that it got better than 10 Things I Hate About You. Which, which is kind of bullshit. No, this movie yeah. is not. 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, oh, I completely disagree. I'm I so into well, that, I'm so into this movie. This is yeah, Natalie's. We know that. Yeah, we know yeah. that. <laughs> this is Natalie's favorite movie. Natalie, you sat on a towel that entire time. <laughs> Nat, we had to just put a fan, like, blowing right in front of Natalie to cool her down the entire time. And it wasn't from hot flashes. Okay. You know what's even more mind-blowing to me, though, is that on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score was a fucking 95. Damn! Which... That's awesome. It may be the highest audience score I've ever seen. Like, Ever. I, I don't think I've ever this seen... This audience. <laughs> I think Natalie just went on and voted 1,700 times. I just, I think that they, and I don't know if I'm getting too into it right now, but I think they really nailed, like, the high school... Drama. Drama. The teen drama. Love experience. Like, your first time and... Yeah, well, we'll, 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 and we'll like, get into that, that sex stuff. scene. Don't get ahead on the sex scene, because yeah. we'll definitely, we Please. have a lot to what talk about scene? on that. Um... Only fun fact I have on this movie was it was turned down by most studios in 1997 because it was labeled too soft until they brought Spike Lee in as a producer. He was actually able to get it made. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Was it because you said too soft? It's because it's not soft. That was the feedback. I know, but that's where I wanted to be like, that's what she said. Yeah. Why didn't you? Just saying, Because I'm trying to stay professional. So, yeah, you guys brought up that Spike Lee was a producer on this movie. It does not get made unless Spike Lee is involved. I, th- I, what do you think the Too Soft label is about? Why do you think it was labeled Too Soft? That's what she said. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was slow. A little bit slow of a timeline. I'd be curious on what he changed. Yeah. He added the condom sex scene. Probably that, because that made it. That made it that, rougher. That made it that, hard. That was <laughs> Natalie's favorite. It made it a little rough. I just, I just appreciated first of all the safe sex part of it. Yeah. As a mother of children, that's very yeah. important to me. And I, I don't a, think your children are of that age, though. No, I'm they're not. not but as a mother who's also trying to not have more children at the time, it's also Natalie's practicing important. some very safe sex these days. In addition to that, I don't know. I'd be like, I'd be curious as to why it was soft before Spike got a hold of it because there were some really uncomfortable scenes in there that I think that as a young adult, I was very appreciative in watching. Mm-hmm. And if it were softer than that, I don't think it would have resonated as hard as it did with me. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, the, the issues with um, Quincy's dad. There's the yeah. issues with yeah. her mom. I mean, there's a lot going on. I well, wonder if they just 
they increase like with the tone and the music they brought in they might have done a lot with the editing to make it more edgy the music was fucking yeah great soundtrack Um, i will say though it did not have any crisscross so i was extremely disappointed you were waiting for it the whole time yeah i was waiting for it you guys told me in the beginning that there there had to have been we just assumed we did just (laughs) it was too soft right there (laughs) that is that's where they got too soft that's Literally I mean, didn't have crisscross. Um, okay, player breakdown. Are you guys ready to get into the players in this movie tonight on Lady Takeover? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sana Lathan. I feel like I'm pronouncing her name so wrong, but it is spelled S A N A A because they said it's just like Sinatra except without the tra. Yeah, it's so Sana. it's Sana Lathan, Monica. So Natalie thought that she looked like the best basketball player of all time. <laughs> Fun fact, though, she never played basketball before the filming of this movie. How tall? Uh, is, how she's tall a phenomenal is she? actress. Probably taller than Omar Epps. Um, two scenes in she breaks down in a way that I have done several times in sports and I identified and thought she's mean so tell the audience tell the audience you are a you used to be a competitive softball player correct (laughs) so you can relate to Sana (laughs) not just competitive high school I mean I was did you go to college traveling (laughs) AAU you did AAU Softball? I mean, I did a, I, I did a lot of sports. Softball was my sport that was like, I just still, I still enjoy sports in general. I love right. watching sports, I love playing sports. Golf is basically all I do now because when you have a pregnant belly, it actually, the Golf's equilibrium the works really well with my swing. So. Let me ask you about a stereotype <laughs> for softball that you can debunk for me pretty easily. Probably won't. A lot of lesbians playing softball? Yeah, for sure. Brian, you well, would know. What do you say? I, it's a yeah trick question because I'm a lesbian who plays softball. How? What do you think the ratio split is between lesbians, non-lesbians on your softball AAU travel team? Mm, probably one in four. Oh, that's pretty light. Yeah, it's light. I feel like I thought it'd be like one in four non-lesbians. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will say, softball. like in my high school. There was a fair amount of lesbians that ended up being on the softball team. And it wasn't until, saying. like, later on. Like, it wasn't, like, freshman year, like, they came out. It was, like, later on, like, maybe, like, junior, sometimes even senior year. Yeah, no. You have more no power no most, of the girls, most of the girls that I played with were straight. That's that interesting. You know. I would have thought that it would have been over that, 50%. I mean, for, for, the most, for the most part, if they were to have come out, they would have done it. Yeah, but I mean... Brian is a prime example. Mm-hmm. Brian needs. To, do you think? Yes. Do you think there were less girls on um, the rugby team I played on? Yeah, that would be a real interesting comparison. It was actually just me and my friend. Per- lesbian percentage on your high school rugby not... team versus Natalie's high school it, softball team. It wasn't. Team. It wasn't high school. I think it was middle school. Okay, two notable movies that she's been in. One, Contagion. Have you guys seen that? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's good. Fitting with the coronavirus shit going on right now. Real good. Contagion's one of those movies, it's like a virus breaks out. There's always that scene with a map 
where it like starts off where like a couple like states are just dotted red and like this is now this is the u.s and in now. 10 hours it's gonna be yeah. everyone yeah. Yeah. i feel Thanks. like this is stole it <laughs> <laughs> stole it good yeah, so that's what happens in ten hours. The whole country is red. Um, so not I. So I don't need to see that movie. Is essentially what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, now you don't need to see it. Uh, another one. This is probably on Natalie's list of top black romantic movies of all time. Brown Sugar. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, of course I have. Um, last thing on her. Originally in the script, that Quincy knocked out her two front teeth in the um, opening scene where yeah, they're playing yeah, when they're yeah. kids. But they changed it to he gave her a scar because she, she has, has a scar. Yeah, a real life scar. So just I like that. I like that one a lot though. So let's go to him next. Quincy, next player in this breakdown. Omar Epps, first question to the ladies on this pod. Is he hot or is he not? I'm gonna say no. Uh, it's not that I don't find Omar unattractive, but the way I thought, like, whenever they were making out, he was going to eat the shit out of her. Like, <laughs> it's not, it looks like he was going to oh, eat her yes. whole. Like, any time you've seen, like, a movie where, like, an alien, like, sucks in a human being through their mouth. Like, that's exactly how I picture Omar Epps actually making out with him. I thought female. he was good looking until I saw that scene. And I was like, never yeah. mind. He makes out <laughs> aggressively. He uh, makes out very aggressively. If yeah. it were like someone else in the border making out, then. Mm, God, your mom's going to love hearing that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cool thing about when the J's come on, Natalie J and Ben J, is it, it brings the whole J family as listeners. So anytime Natalie talks about someone going down on someone. Good. Next character. This is last big one I'm going to do. Dennis Haysbert, Quincy's dad, Zeke. I can't even think of him as Zeke. All I think of is the Allstate dude. Exactly. The entire time I was waiting for him to sell me like auto insurance. Are you in good hands? Exactly. <laughs> Let's put in a little of him as the Allstate guy just to hear that fucking voice. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? It's very it's so beautiful. Um, you know it's interesting. He actually, fun fact, played Omar Epps' teammate in the movie Major League Two, and in this movie he's his dad. Hmm. It, wild that in one movie he looks close enough in age to be his teammate and then in another one he's his dad last interesting thing on him certified deep sea diver so this guy's versatile <laughs> and he sells car insurance yeah. what doesn't yeah. he do the versatility on this guy is just through the roof smaller characters i just want to mention gabrielle union mm-hmm. she is just a high school bitch and then Tyra Banks, she's just an insane gold digger. And I don't even think she had to act for that role because I imagine that's what Tyra Banks is in real life. She smiles. She smiles with her eyes. I heard she is like a real huge bitch. That doesn't surprise me. She totes Her and Ellen, I've heard, she's are actually not as nice as they seem. Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah. That's a fire Apparently tank. she's not very that's nice. That's upsetting. I've well, heard that too. About Ellen? Mm-hmm. I've heard it on like podcasts from like celebrities. It sucks and stuff because that she she's... just she's seems so good on TV. The number I one, like I can't tell if it's because she like is a businesswoman. She's just like I'm not gonna business put up with people's yeah. shit. Yeah, so so that, like it... fuck well, you if you're not gonna but be like, a professional. What I hear is that what people think of me. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, they, that's what they. I mean, mean I'm, I'm an sure. asshole at work. So. What I well, what same, I hear is she's just like mean to like PAs. interns and PAs. yeah. Ooh, hard. That's you know? a bad look. That honestly, you can't. Yeah. I tend to be really, really nice to the people below me because they are the only ones that make me look good. Yeah, that's a true. That's a good play. It's very true. But wasn't it Corolla that said that she like. She's all about like dancing on her show, and then at wedding, she yeah. was, he was at a wedding Car- that she was at, and she did not dance. Corolla's, <laughs> Corolla's most fire take of all time is that he's like this bitch is fucking. Was this on Corolla's show or on Stern? It was on Corolla's show, Corolla. and then Corolla also said that the reason he's like I know that she's a bitch because when I would go to other people's shows like Jay Leno's show or whoever, you could just tell by the people around when you go there. If they're scared as fuck working right, right, on a day to day basis. And then he's like, I went on Ellen's show and everyone was so freaked out and nervous the whole time. They're like, don't talk about vegetarian stuff. Do not bring it up. Ellen does not like that. Like, everyone was just so nervous that they were going to like. But, anyways, I th- that's how I've heard that Ellen's a bitch. And then, same with uh, Tyra Banks. I've just heard she is just a massive bitch. She looks like a massive bitch. So, it's not like a surprise. Well, if you're that attractive, you've got your you whole life. Ellen? No. <laughs> like, Tyra Banks. She can just do whatever the fuck she wants. No one's ever going to say anything because she's so fucking attractive. So she just uh, gets away with a lot. She's pretty. She's attractive. Not she's like, like, you got to think about her like. She aged similar to. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. think about her now. Think about her in her swimsuit. And her prime. The illustrated days. And like, these last I mean, but there's somehow saw. people that were in their prime swimsuit illustrated days that aren't assholes. Who? Heidi Klum? Yeah. Heard she's a bitch, too. Chrissy Teigen? Oh, I fucked that. Yeah, she's so hot. Her boobs are... Yeah. And she's just said she's had two babies. Yeah, they're ginormous. Yeah, she's smoking. Smoke show. Um, Okay, should we get into the movie? Should we get into the actual movie breakdown with a transition song from Jackson 5? No. (laughs) We're doing it. Do it. We're fucking doing it. Movie starts out 1981. Kids are playing b-ball. Natalie, you love this scene. Loved it. This is kids playing ball. This I thought ball. I thought it was adorable that she was like, "Let me come onto the court, pretending like I'm a little boy," and then when I after I check it, trying to be all bad, I'm gonna take off my hat, let my hair flow, and they're all like. <laughs> What's going on? So this this she just moved into the neighborhood, right? He already lived there. She mm-hmm. just moved in. She just moved in. And hanging out. They get into like a fight when they're kids and they share a first kiss. There's not a ton to talk about unless you guys have any thoughts when they're um, younger. So the only thing I do want to point out is the little scene. Like it was cute, but like it was a little bit awkward where they were, like, rolling down the hill. Like, it looked like they were trying to make out. 
yet they were trying to beat the shit out of each other. It was really confusing for me. <laughs> I mean, that's usually think... how Corey and I act. Yeah, but... that's yeah, that's a Saturday for you and Corey. <laughs> it's <laughs> Just... a Saturday morning. But is isn't what you meant to say. <laughs> isn't that how you act when you have a crush on someone? Where it's like. When you're that age, you're just, like, fighting all the time because you actually like them? I mean, honestly, at that age, I'm pretty sure, like, the people, I wasn't actually talking to them. Do you have was, siblings, Lauren? Yeah. What? How old are they? God. I think my brother's 37 now. Oh, so... Did you ever want to push his head into the grass? I wanted to... <laughs> curb stomp him but that's about it <laughs> i feel like i feel like the moment that monica pushed quincy's head into the grass i had never more identified with something yeah that i identified life. with but i thought you were gonna say like the sexual tension because i definitely no, did no, not no. have that with no, my no, brother no. I, I, think, I think i think that scene i think that scene was more along the lines of I have a fully functioning body now, and all the boys think that they are, like, so strong and this and that, but I can, like, throw you down a hill and push your head into the grass just like anybody else. And as someone with a brother, you probably experimented on that theory plenty of times. (laughs) I mean, it was more like he beat the shit out of me. But did you have a moment where you ever got to go... I mean, I kicked him in the nuts. Well, a few she times. did that to Corey last weekend. <laughs> last that's week, what last night, last night, last night. That's how they interact. Something else that I thought was kind of cute was when they when he asked her to be his girl. Yeah, because that is so like how it worked. It was just like, should I don't we play know. that clip? Should we play it? What yeah. Miguel taste? You want to be my girl? What do I have to do? I guess we can play ball and ride to school together. When you get mad at me, I got to give you flowers. But I don't like flowers. Oh. How about Twinkies? My mom won't ever buy them. Okay. Okay. I think we got to kiss now. For how long? Five seconds? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just, it was so cute. Because you think you know, like, how, like I don't know, like, let's just go out and we, like, you know, hold hands or whatever. And that's that's all the relationship is. And I'll give you flowers. And she's like, I don't want flowers. It's like, all right, then I'll give you Twinkies. Yeah. It's cute. See, but that's how I am today. Sounds similar to our relationship now. <laughs> I was about to be like, I've told my husband multiple times, don't you ever bring me home flowers. Those die. Bring me chocolate or any other type of food. Yep. No, that don't say yep to that because you want flowers. And flowers. All the time. I want the best of both worlds, bitch. I don't know why you're saying yep to her. Like, I would yeah, watch. yep. I don't need flowers. I would know. We I have gotten into so too. many arguments about when I forget to get flowers for like Valentine's Day. You forget that Valentine's Day is on the 14th and not the 13th. Honestly, I forgot it that <laughs> Valentine's Day was even a day this year. Honestly. My husband had to remind me. Yeah, I That's how romantic our relationship is. I forget is. it exists. Oh, no, wait. It always. wasn't It wasn't that. You wanted to move it or something. Yeah, I wanted to move it. Remember. Logistically, it made sense. I was out of town for business one year. wanted to yeah, move it. Yeah, business. Was the end of the world. Sure. Sure. Providing for this family, but hookers and booze. <laughs> okay, fast forward. Can we get to high school? Because this is where the wait, meet. wait, wait. I had one other thing okay, to say about. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I love that scene. The scene in which he says, "Will you be my girl?" Yeah, and she's like, "All right, not super into it." 
I was saying, remarking when we were watching the movie, <laughs> that I was like, the first kiss when we're growing up was always around other kids. Oh, yeah. The fact always that they had that audience. first kiss alone mm-hmm. is yeah. unrealistic. Uh, so unrealistic. <laughs> Such a nit to pick with this movie. Yeah. My first kiss, this is so sad to say, with my husband. <laughs> what, your first kiss ever was with your current husband? <laughs> Pathetic, kids. Kids, it's pathetic. Yeah, I definitely can't say that. Natalie didn't even get some strange poontang when she was younger, kids. I mean, I'm pretty sure that mine was with, like, some guy that I dated. Good for you. Ish. Get it. Like, it was, like, in sixth grade in camp. Like, I'm lifting you up. Yeah, like, in in the cabin. He was the same height as me, which, by the way, at that point in time, I was, like, Maybe five foot, maybe under five foot. Ben and I were also the same height when we first yeah, started. Yeah, but I'm sure that you were... a little quicker than guys. Here's the thing, is I'm pretty sure he's still short, so like, we might still be the same height. I don't, I don't know. Five, one hundred pounds soaking wet, that's this guy now. And this young man, did the Lord's work? Did he do a good job? I mean, I know. Did we he, pecked. Yeah. That was Oh, it. okay, so maybe not. Your okay, so your first kiss, you sad as fuck, is with your current yeah. husband. Mine what was, was the rest too. of that story? <laughs> that it was in front of all our friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It I remember was, it was literally on a dare, and then our second kiss was also basically in front of all of our friends. Like we didn't kiss alone until I, we were I remember like, spe- about to have sex. <laughs> oh yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> I remember specifically because you went to Vizzy. That's you're, right. You you grew up on the West Side. The only two podcasters <laughs> you, in this can you room. Shut the fuck up about my identity, though. Sorry. <laughs> Stop dropping breadcrumbs about who I am. So Natalie's a West Sider, same as me. We both grew up on the West Side of town. I and remember we knew each other growing up. Yeah, we knew each other growing up. I remember eighth grade, so grade school. Mm-hmm. Our schools, we didn't go to the same school, but I remember specifically, like, we found out someone at your grade school, Hank. Sorry, bud. Wait, is that the Hank. teacher? Yeah. yeah. Hank. <laughs> he's been on this pod. He never no, knows. no. I, that's why I asked. So, Hank, we found out, we, it was like a high school, like an elder football game, and it was at, like, uh, Paul Brown Stadium. It was like, wow, dude. We heard through the grapevine at my grade school that this guy, Hank, mm. this Friday night at this high school football game was going to kiss Caitlin M. at <laughs> the fucking high school football game. So everyone from my school, we must have circled the fucking stadium five times to find the exact section right. that Hank was right. in where this kiss in the third you quarter. To, you had to witness it. You had to experience it because it didn't happen unless everyone else was there. The fact that they had their first kiss... By themselves was basically not. Yeah. yeah. Can I say one thing about Hank? Go ahead. He bitched out, and we all from our school went to go watch him Who kiss this girl, to kiss? Caitlin. Okay. M. And <laughs> you don't have to say fucking M, you idiot. He was, and we all went there. He bitched out, and then I remember him and fucking Pat running away, and all of us like corn like, dude, what are you doing? Fucking make out with their pussy. 
and he's running. It's like, my mom's here. I got to go. My mom's out front. I got to go. It's like, dude, just say you're scared, pussy. Just say you're in fucking scared. In the same scenario, BD would be like, my mom's oh, here. Yeah, you would. You would do the exact same thing. I would have bitched out so, so hard. Don't you see her at the gate? So hard. My she mom even is be there. here. She's pissed. I'm going to go out. She's, she's calling me. Okay. My dad's about to look at my history. So let's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cannot let that happen. Let's now fast forward to high school. Because we want the teen drama to actually fucking begin. So, okay, you know what? I think we should do. We should get into my MCITW. And because and, this happens early when they get into high school. And on this lady takeover, I don't even want to give the MCITW. I want someone else to give it. I think Lauren should give it. Well, I specifically want Natalie you to give it. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the whole thing, and then I'm oh, just gonna I tell you who he, it is. I think I'm just I gonna know. bring this person up, and then let you give your thoughts. Are you trying to mansplain the MCITW? Right now? No, I. I'm saying I don't. Yeah, this is. This is. Oh, uh, jeez. you're wearing your Larissa fucking sweatshirt. Really. I'm saying I didn't want I didn't want to put the pressure of you doing the whole intro for it, the promo code, all that stuff. So that's why I was just gonna do that and then give you the person and you shit on them. But what if I didn't agree with it? the person in particular? You'll agree. I mean, I'm sure that I if it's who we're yeah. talking about, you'll agree. Oh, I can shit on them yeah. too. Well, okay, worry. so this week's M C I T W. That is the Merce Cooper is the worst week. I'm wearing the fucking shirt right now. It's her mugshot. She fucking sucks. And it's brought to you by Wicklowware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W-R. Be free and explore. Get all your outdoor gear at Wicklowware.com. Type in the promo code VL at checkout. Get 10% off of your order kits. $30 on the baseball tees. $20. And takes $40 on the hood sweatshirts. Get at our Instagram for all of this shit. Okay. MCITW winner this week. Natalie, I give it over to you because it's the one and only Sanaa's mom. The yeah. fucking... Old-fashioned bitch who is essentially plucked right out of 1952. I know, and here's the thing: as a mother, I really struggle with this. Is Monica's tearing mom, by down the way. with tearing down another mother? Oh, so please. I'm about to hand it over to Lauren. Yeah, no, I will. <laughs> I will take this bitch down. So why does Monica's mom suck as much dick as, say, a Marissa Cooper? Because okay, first of all, she reminds me of like a woman from The Help. Like, she needs to stay yeah. at home and bake cookies, wash clothing all day. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Is Don't forget t- about the ironing. Oh, yeah. Ironing. Can we just make note that she also smacks her daughter? Yeah. yeah physical abuse. That. Physical abuse. Big in this movie. But, okay. But again, <laughs> this is in the 1950s. Fucking women are allowed to work. They're allowed to play sports. They're allowed to be humans. They don't have to be sit-at-home robots. I told my husband that I'm never going to be a stay-at-home wife because, let's face it, I'd become a raging bitch if that happened. I can see that. Oh, I'm already one, so, like, if, if you want to see what happens when it goes to that next level, just keep me at home for a full, like, two, so- three years straight. <laughs> That's when you'd cry. Two, two to three. You wouldn't cry for two to three years, though. No, it'd probably be in, like, the first six months, but I'm just being generous. He's, so- he's going to be the stay-at-home dad. Well, something that also really pissed me off. It was essentially the mom blaming her children for her life. 
Right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, straight up yes. saying yes, you I guys are the ones that that made this happen. Yeah. So, it was you like know. all of a sudden I got pregnant with your older sister. I had and, dreams, but and you then guys something were something happened, and then her hands were tied when because she's never sex. heard of a fucking condom or like a birth control <laughs> plan B. Plan B. It's plan out there. B. When plan A doesn't work. So with that, let me <laughs> let me say with that, Bonica's mom. Be free and explore. Fuck you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, Don't are you ready for the school dance? Hell yeah. Yes. Oh my god, yes. This school dance, should we even touch on the school dance or just go directly to after uh, the school No, dance? we need to touch on touch the school on dance. It? Okay, go A ahead. A couple of things. Number one, can we please talk about Quincy's fucking shirt? <laughs> oh yeah, you love this Silver. Oh my god. Metallic. Yeah. It was that satin. Like, mm-hmm. I would... I just like it. It's so 80s, 90s that it's just not even funny. But what's even better is like he was wearing the silver shiny top. And so his date was wearing the silver shiny dress. Mm-hmm. So obviously they tried Yeah, his was really loose and hers was skin tight. Yeah. Uh, and- a little bit too much. I'm not going to lie. Gabriel Union, she has a phenomenal body, but it definitely made her look like she had a pooch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It, is that football? <laughs> Yeah, that's what they call the poo The most flattering. Um, also, the no socks with his look, though. That's mm, that's yeah, back with loafers. dudes, though. Yeah. I dudes agree. That's what that. I'm saying. Not me, but dudes so, are doing that. Yeah, dudes are doing like that a lot Instagram recently. dudes. Mm-hmm. It's like all about suits with no socks. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Well, it seems very disgusting and smelly. My takeaway from the school dance was that all the couples had the same move. It was the role. Yeah. It was really if it sexual. Was, you know, one of these, like the knockback. And, and this 88. makes perfect sense. This makes perfect sense from a like a movie standpoint. You can't have a like a role and a side to side person, you know, getting it on. It they has have to, to be, be two sy- roles. They have to be synced up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but every every couple they showed <laughs> it was basically yeah. like the same move and then all of a sudden it was Quincy and Gabrielle Union's character like dry humping grinding. dry humping and, yeah. and I didn't hate it I was a fan of it honestly um, he was grabbing her ass while they were dancing I'm not How gonna do you lie feel? though I feel like that's an accurate depiction of high school dances <laughs> Very am accurate. I wrong Very no. no it's pretty you're accurate. not wrong but I will say like Gabrielle Union like when we're talking about women that we do, like, Gabrielle Union, she's gorgeous. She's definitely Is she there. your top lady crush? I, no, we've already talked about this. It's Blake Life. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I told Corey I'd leave him in a second. Well, quarter. it's Lola. Blake yeah, Life. it'd be Lola first, let's yeah. face it. Lola Lauren's dog. Okay, go. I would say based off that night, I would go with Sanaa versus Gabrielle Union because Gabrielle Union wasn't looking at her finest. And Sanat in that dress. That dress. She was top-notch. I mean, that dress could be worn today. Could be worn 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Could be worn 10 years prior. Because it's 20 years, you know. It, any, any time in history. It's timeless. 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 And she's pretty it, ripped. It, it, she's pretty ripped and fills that dress out. Honestly, you look at her and you're like, you've got that waist, bitch? Bitch? Mm-hmm. you got that waist, though? Whoa, bitch. Whoa. She made me want to stop eating my popcorn. <laughs> you look at it and you're like, dang. Whoa, bitch. I didn't mm-hmm. stop that eating and my that's, popcorn. And that's why when all the guys look look back at her, I'm like, I don't fuck. She also has a great ass, though. 
Yeah, but I think so. I they're think, also looking back at that. Mostly. I don't know. I think it's the cinch waist. Um, the other I'm thing, telling you, the guys are looking at the ass, not the waist. If they're looking at looking back at, but her. the ass is accentuating the, the waist. waist and vice versa. That's true. They're one and the same. But I think that okay, more so, right. <laughs> more so, what they're looking at is the guy that she's with, who is fucking forty. Right, right, right. Don't yeah. forget, do what not is forget. Yeah. Us. Some of the forget. ages in this movie are questionable. <laughs> a little bit different. Okay, you know? let's move on from the dance, though, because we have to get some fucking music playing for post dance coitus. Mm. No, it's. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, That's so let's set this up. Part. Let's set it up. Let's set it up. <laughs> the dance ends. She gets the letter that she got accepted into USC for basketball. After she's been dropped off by the 40 year old dude who's girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff ended with her date. Quincy's shit ended with his date. So now they're, ba- they're, they're neighbors. They're both, they're at their fucking rooms. They go to hug it out. When they do, she sneaks a first kiss in. Oh, yeah, she does. And now it's like fucking game on, sex wise. Mm-hmm. And okay, now we get to the bedroom. <laughs> it's the first time Brian's ever seen it. So, fun fact about me I remember explicitly and vividly the first time I saw this sex scene was in a movie theater with my mom sitting right next to me and my sister and her friends. We were all there. Don't know why I was there. Poor Maggie. I don't know Poor why. Poor Maggie. I don't know why I was there. I really don't know why I was there with my sister and her friends and my mom, but Oh my god, I was. you don't have any friends. Yeah. Did apparently your mom explain it to you afterwards? Apparently I was friendless in the sixth grade. But But did she explain it to you afterwards? No, what listen, happened? Listen, I remember I was in theater, that scene came on, the <laughs> That starts fucking playing. And he pulls out the fucking condom, <laughs> sticks his thumb through it to get it just like, you know. No, 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 no. He did, he did, he did stick I his know, thumb through it. I know, but I don't want that detail coming He <laughs> puts the condom on, and I remember my mom in theater, when I'm in the sixth grade watching oh God, this, goes like this. She puts my hand, her hand over my and eyes. And he's like, let me see. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, you yeah. Get you out of my way. So that was when oh I saw it. Um, <laughs> that is not yeah, how I saw I, it. <laughs> I have a feeling that immediately when she took out the con- or he took out the condom, you're like, "What is that? I was what confused. are they planning on doing?" I was confused. You um, didn't know at that point. No, I I know. <laughs> Just joking. Thank God. No, so, I think there's several issues with that scene. Uh, yes, oh, tell God. your issue with the prior okay. to insertion. There's okay. no prep. No, no prep. prep. Natalie, There's as we no know, prep. on this Ready very on this very pod tonight, we've learned Natalie likes a thirty-seven minute go down session prior to okay, actual what do you, sex. Okay, what do you think is the average time frame that it takes a lady to get ready to go? Nine right. and a half minutes. No. Is that close? Twenty minutes is average. Mm, Thank I don't God. Disagree Look with it. it up. Cool thing for me is I'm in the fifty minute range. <laughs> Well, as long as it's one and a half. He's almost to two by the time it's done. (laughs) 
That's seven hours preheating. Seven hours. Seven, seven hours. hours of preheating, but it never gets hot. Seven hours of preheating. And a, and a tap out to someone of a Eventually, sex. we just give up. We just give up. Just you being like, hey. We've sweated out all the alcohol. We're now both so sober. All right, so what? And now get to the actual insertion part that you Whoa, have. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, we're whoa, still pre insertion? Pre insertion. Yeah. Pre insertion. It's when he takes down his pants and her reaction yes! to his dick. I'm, whoa! Honestly, honestly, it's very much from a romance novel. Yeah, I mean, like, I would either be like, what the fuck is that supposed to go in here? She or makes I'd be it, like, yeah. ha, 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 ha. Like, it's either one of the two. I don't, I honestly don't think a woman, and, and this is so sad for most men listening to this pod. Oh, I'll let maybe, you know if it and is. And maybe to VD right now. But okay. I don't think no. most women look at a dick and go, Oh no! I 100% agree with that. I don't think any woman looks at a dick like that. I think most guys are like, in my dreams, this is how she reacts, and most girls are like, you know, I think (laughs) you know, I think harder though. (laughs) I don't think that exactly. You know, I think most women view dicks. Ooh, that's fucking disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. I don't think you get the wide-eyed. And honestly, if there was a role-playing situation, I'd totally be into it. In which I go, ah! But that's not real life. Shots fired to Ben J. <laughs> Guess what? Ben J wouldn't consider that shot fired. He'd be like, let's do it right So, now. yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I don't think I've ever seen a penis. What up, Corey? <clears throat> and been like, oh my god! That won't fit in there. It's yeah. more like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, fuck it. It's like that's here's the thing. So I I will concur because I feel like this is why the whole nude pics thing it doesn't really work both ways. Like guys always want nude pics of girls, but I don't think girls like are always craving like. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. No, actually, I have ever asked for a dick pic. Never. No, I actually had. No, thank you. A roommate. Do you want them? No. Oh, God, no. Natalie's but, making a face like she likes him. I wouldn't hate him. Okay, Natalie's See, but, like, here's the thing. is like, room. what angle do you want it at? Like, I feel like I'd be, like, a guy who'd be like, which one do you want? No, nobody wants the fucking taint. Like, which... <laughs> How low do you want it, and how fucking deep do you want it? <laughs> like honestly, the the lower you get, the bigger it gets. Well, that's just angle. that's just all about angles and proportions. No, like I so so <laughs> just the she likes it from behind. Anna Anna's like just give me. So what we've gathered on this podcast, Natalie's the only one in this room who gets dick pics regularly, and now we know that Ben, my friend, my good friend, is sending a lot of dick pics. He's never said this to us. He's never said, Ben, what up? I didn't know you were sending so many dick pics. He's probably going to be like, I'm never sending you dick pics again. (laughs) No, he's too vain for that. No, but I will say this. The worst thing to happen to dick pics is the Apple... Uh, app where it has the measurement because my old roommate right? literally oh, uses it now and she she uses that to measure how big the guy's dick is that sends her the photo. That's hilarious. I know. It was awesome. It actually gave me a lot of clarity. dating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. What's, what's, that, what's that show that we watched that had that guy that had the super small wiener? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, Euphoria. By the way, that's oh a show gosh. 
on HBO that I want to do a live for season two, a live like weekly pod on it. There's a, I don't think I, I watched it. No, but I I don't think I can get into it just because it's fucked up. Wiener, Wiener that's literally like, yeah. Oh yeah. As a mom, I could see it's tough. Like, but here's the thing on euphoria. If you can like break that wall down of like, being open-minded but then like as soon as that wall came down it is a really fucking good good show show. Mm -hmm. you just have to like get yourself to like get over the hump Mm -hmm. mentally and then when you do it's like wow this is like good as fuck first few episodes are a little more to take than yeah they hit it hard they they like come out of the gate aggressive okay should we get back to love and basketball Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah after the sex scene now let's go to college they're in college Monica starts having a tough time at USC. Quincy's still crushing. There's a lot of gender roles here. For in that first semester, she's working her ass off to do just like the bare minimum. He's doing the bare minimum and getting all of the glory. How do I say it? It's a whole like commentary on the the double standards. I couldn't disagree more, but I won't get into it. So, Go ahead, Lauren. The one thing I do want to talk about is is that on Monica's team, you have the one, like, 50-year-old. That, I mean, like, clearly she the is senior not... senior in more than one way. Yeah, she is not in college. And it is very clear. But, like... Well, where, we where want... is it? Where... So what... Go back, because I feel like we could go on, like, a million different rabbit holes that are just going to take us so off the rails. Probably. Just go back to Nat. Do you have any comments on Natalie's point of stereotypes? I do believe in the stereotypes. I do agree with that. However, I found I found it interesting that they also played up that she is a hothead, mm-hmm. and I think that also may have contributed to her having a rough start in the beginning because she was more of a hothead than Quincy was initially. Um, especially that scene with her and the coach where she had to like put her arm up that also added to the, um, like struggle in the beginning and try to find her way. So my only counter to this is you look at, uh, LeBron James's son right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's all over LeBron James' son. He's probably like 14 years old in high school and people are put like LeBron puts his YouTube clips up all the time. I think there just is so much hype about Zeke, the guy who plays for the Clippers, his son, that everyone just expects him to be really good. So, yes, he gets away with stuff. I don't think it's necessarily a gender thing. I think it's just he... Because I I would look at this the same way. Take a girl out of it. This happens... Just look at dudes to dudes. LeBron James's son whose dad is LeBron James, is going to get a lot more looks because his dad's putting YouTube clips up and all that stuff. Do you think it would be the same... <laughs> Brian, do you, think it, do you think it would be the same if Monica was Zeke's daughter? Do you think... I mean, look at all... I know we said we weren't going to get into it, but no, the Kobe no, Bryant no, don't stuff... don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Everyone was touting his Kobe Bryant's daughter as, like... A going to be a massive WNBA star, and I think I think she I think she would have done it for sure. I think so that she was that, on that's her way, the point. but I don't think that prior to their passing away, there was that hype. I think at well, the she end was of the still day, pretty young. She was I think she was like thirteen. <coughs> oh, she okay, she, she, how, how she wasn't even LeBron, like a how old senior. Is LeBron son? Fourteen. 
Are they the same age? Right, I think yeah. I didn't think she was in high school yet. I thought she was still in grade I think school. They're the same. I think they're on the so same. So she's in grade school. Yeah, she's in thirteen. So, so she's grade school. LeBron's son is on the varsity team in high school as a freshman. I think I think the point of theater in a certain sense is to bring out the differences in an exaggerated way. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree. so I I think that to your point, maybe if there was, you know, a son of an NBA star compared to a son of no one, a banker, whatever, agree. Maybe it was the same thing. But the whole point of this movie is to say we're showing the dichotomy, but in like such polar opposites, so the dummies can get it. The point is, is that yeah, lowest in reality, common denominator. They yes, just yeah. go to the lowest. They're common. trying to make it up. In reality, in reality, there is absolutely no way that you can compare the situation between a male superstar high school basketball player to a female superstar basketball player and say that they have experienced or will experience in real life. You put just a male and a female together in comparison and they experience the same differential. The the dude's going to get a lot more attention. And Not high- just attention. It's going to be easier for him to flow through. He's going to be the big man on campus. She's going to be a nobody. There's absolutely no other person in college who's going to be like, oh yeah, I follow the Monica. female team. And they're, and oh yeah, I know she's in about to get this cup. Right. Yeah, like. <laughs> Let's give Natalie the point here and move on past this. Do you give me the point just I'll because I you... talked longer? Yes. <laughs> or because it's a female takeover? I'm going to give you the point for both, both. those. Both. Good answer. It's a female takeover and you, you talked talk. longer. <laughs> And Lola agrees. Let's said. get off. Okay, let's Lola. zag. Let's zag. Let's zag off of Quincy, though, and Monica and go to Zeke, Quincy's dad. Mm. Fuck Zeke. Mm. Don't want to. Let's play a clip. Let's, let's go back around. <laughs> let's play a clip of Zeke talking about some shit he did with a female off court. Here it is. Besides. The sooner you go pro, the sooner you got to deal with the mess I'm dealing with. What mess? Well, there's this thing out there, this paternity suit. What? Some girl that's been hanging on at every party. Now I'm supposed to be her baby's daddy. I told your mom I wanted to be the one to tell you. Tell me what? I just told you. It's not true, is it? You got the balls to ask me that? Sorry, Bob. I'm sorry. You need to hear me say it. I'll say it. It's not true. You are in good hands. <laughs> the only reason I bring this up is because, yeah. <laughs> why do you bring this up? Why is this? Because. Why are you saying why is like that? <laughs> Come on, gang. 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 <laughs> He's saying more like a female than the rest of us. I want to know why this is a plot point. (laughs) The reason I'm bringing this up is because we need to get into our Ryan Felby practice here at Lord. And after Zeke... Oh, my God. After Zeke brings up all this shit that essentially him, him getting another girl pregnant ruins his family. It ruins his son's trajectory about, like, playing and, like, being a superstar in the NBA. 
And then the reason I bring this up is because the mom's reaction, she got blacked out drunk as soon as she found out that fucking Zeke got another girl pregnant outside of the marriage. And so now I want to talk about a little Ryan Phillippe. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, we in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. Practice? I mean, how silly is that? Ryan Phillippe Practice Hero Award. This goes to the guy or girl. They like they are given a very short leash and they just take it and fucking they go at 175%. Quincy's mom is my first nominee on the list. Absolutely. Quincy's mom's out of control. I fucking hate her. How many nights does my fine ass get hot? Damn you! What about now? Do I get a week yet? Goddamn Let me just list a couple other things on Quincy's mom. Doesn't go to Quincy's basketball games. Natalie is a mom. Can you ever imagine not being at the young ones games? Well, and she made the pizza for dinner. And by made it, I mean she ordered it for fucking Domino's. She's not... Okay, so she's not going to the Don't forget about the birthday cake. Or the cake that she brought over to the neighbor's house. Oh, that was definitely not homemade. She's not making cakes for the birthday parties. She's not going to her son's basketball games. She doesn't have a job, period. She doesn't clean around at the house. She doesn't cook at the house. She's not doing any of the stay-at-home mom stuff, and she's not doing any of the non-stay-at-home mom stuff, like working and stuff. She's doing absolutely fucking she's nothing. Contributing nothing. She's contributing nothing to the family dynamic. Nothing. So Quincy's fucking mom is a Ryan Phillippe option number one. Number two, Tyra Banks. <laughs> Gold-digging bitch. This girl just starts going out with Quincy later in life when he gets uh, to the NBA, rich and famous, only dating him for his money. And third one is Monica's 47-year-old college basketball teammate. (laughs) She's old as fuck. What's her name, though? Who cares? (laughs) That's literally what her name is. So, I go around the room. Let's go around. Who are each of your Lady Takeover winners for Ryan Phillippe Award? Go. Quincy's mom. Quincy's mom for you. Yeah. Just because she sucks? Um, yeah, because she literally does nothing in Quincy's family and doesn't even offer good advice. And doesn't even know that that Quincy's dad, Zeke, cheated on her yeah. for like 10 years. That's another she major... She doesn't even know. Yeah, she had no she idea. Literally, what is she doing with her life? What is she doing because it's like 1 o'clock in the morning when he comes home and dear God... Every fucking night of the week. Every fucking night of the week. So are you going... Oh, hell yeah. She's the... No. (laughs) No, no, no. Let me say. This woman, besides the fact that I will say, like, as good of the acting was for the rest of the movie, this woman that played her, not impressed. Quincy's mom sucks. Yeah. It was like watching an episode of General Hospital. I have no idea what that means, but I agree. Okay. I agree 100%. It's like a soap opera. General like, Hospital. It is they, you over, they overact. They overact. Okay. Oh, then perfect. Perfect. That's that's the exact credential. Okay, Nat? I, I'm going to not do Quincy's mom. Okay. What? Are you, so you have Tyra Banks or the 47-year-old college? It's the 47-year-old college <laughs> teammate. She was the worst, too. <laughs> Honestly... Honestly, Quincy's mom, I mean, you as a mom spot. of the pod, yeah. I just can't, yeah, I just can't, can't take yeah. down another mom. You can't so give it to a mom. The point is, is 
is the 47-year-old who was a total bitch. And then when they met later in life, didn't really bring it back around. She was still kind of a total yeah. bitch. Yeah, they met later in life, and yeah, they just didn't <clears throat> connect at all. It was they didn't still, vibe. She yeah. was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, but there's girls like that. Totally they, they, agree. Totally they'll agree. just always have that competitive, like some Nature. people yeah. you'll always be competitive with, and they definitely had that dynamic. So we're still going to give it to Quincy's mom because <laughs> Matt got outvoted two to one. Quincy's mom, Ryan Phillippe, it's you, bitch. Okay. Quincy now is going through all of this shit with his fucking dad. His dad has essentially ruined his life. Now, let's get to the fucking scene that everyone wants to talk about. Curfew night. Hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, He's, that night, that night, that yeah. night that I've been referencing the whole time. That exactly. <laughs> Thing we've been it, talking got it, got about. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> so, what happens is Quincy's all pissed about his dad. They're in college. Dynamics here are fucking complex AF, kids. We have a situation where Quincy, he just wants to hang out with his girlfriend and vent and get all this shit about his dad, which is ruining his life off his chest. Monica is now... Give Monica's point. Give Monica's setup. Monica is the underdog. AF. She was literally just told that the only reason she's on the team was because she made it because another bitch got pregnant and had to bail. Mm -hmm. So, point was, Monica's really... She's feeling as if she's gotten put in her place. Yeah. And she wants to be there for her boyfriend. And she was super sweet. If you watch the scene in the beginning, you can see how sympathetic and empathetic she is. And she's like, I'm here for you. And she's like kissing his cheek. And she's like leaning in towards him. And... You know, very sweet. And then all of a sudden, her eyes dart towards the clock. And he goes, what? And she's like, why don't we head towards my dorm? She didn't even say, like, I need to go. It's curfew. Like, she literally was like, let's move this conversation towards somewhere else where it's safer for all of us. Win-win. Win-win. Now I can be here for you to vent and I don't miss my curfew. She goes, let's just move towards my dorm. He goes, I don't want to run into anybody that I know at this moment. Like, I'm sensitive, whatever. And she's like, okay. And, And so he presses and she basically is like, I have a curfew. Which I'm sure... He also has, but he ignores because he's a he can. male yeah. sports star. So she t- she tells him, if I'm out after curfew, I can't suit up. And from sports player to sports player, that should be the thing that goes. I mean, like if you literally can't play, that's the whole thing. And he literally goes, I don't care about the fact that. Yeah. What's whatever he I'm going empathize. through is He's, more yeah. important than that. Yeah. I tend to fall on the side of the person who was she was literally trying to say, I care for you, I'm here for you. Come back to, to my dorm, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So hold on, let's let's level set. Natalie is on the side of Monica. I think I'm also on the side of Monica, and she gave a very pragmatic solution, which is you keep venting. 
We go back to the dorm. You keep venting. I also, don't get in trouble. maybe I'll give you a BJ. And a BJ. Maybe post, she should have said that out BJ. Yeah, that might have sold it. So, Lauren, <laughs> now, where do you stand? Are you, like because I said. Because this is complex for you, too. Well, I mean, my parents are still together, but. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but I will say, like, coming from, like, the psychiatry side, because, like, both my parents are in psychiatry. What would they say? You know, they'd be like, respect the space that the conversation is happening in because that's the comfort zone for that person. Mm -hmm. So, like, he doesn't feel comfortable going back to that area because he knows that somebody's going to see him. And he doesn't, like, he's expressing something that's super emotional. Like, he's talking about his parents, like, he's doing fucked up shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I can't even imagine, like, going through that personally. The headspace that he's got to be in, I don't think that I would want to. Yeah. Move to yeah, a new I, like, I, how. If okay, I'm ever so emotional, like, I don't even show people at work that I'm emotional. Like, they all just think I'm a cold-hearted bitch. So would you say, you're saying she should have said, fuck the curfew, and just said, I'm riding this out? If she loves them, yeah. Okay, so now we've got 1v1, Anna from HR. Anna from HR. You settle it. I mean, I can see both sides. Nope. You're in HR. <laughs> You're in HR. So you pick a side right now. Uh, I'm all about the pragmatic solution. Um, okay, I'm... but pragmatic solution, it didn't work. That's that's what we're saying. That it didn't work. She tried that. That was it. It failed. Now pragmatic solution failed. Who are you talking about? You gotta pick Lauren or Natalie for friendship forever. Yeah, just so you know, I've killed people. <laughs> just a few. Um, I probably empathized with Monica more just because I understand being in that situation where you care about that person a lot, but you also like have scenarios in your life that you have to figure out and you, you don't want to hurt that person, but you also don't want to like fuck everything else up in life. So, we've netted out that Monica was in the right, Lauren and Quincy get fucked. Okay, why is it me with Quincy? Because honestly, I don't need that much of a man. I actually, look, if you want a partner, I'll just jump in the Quincy ship with you. I'm just thinking of the empathetic side. I know being... sports out of it, like, Mm -hmm. if, if you take away, like, the personal benefit of it, and God, I feel like this might be a little bit too emotional for this particular podcast. But like, if you take the sports out of it, how no. fucked up is like a parent cheating? I'm not. On I'm not at all. Sure. I'm actually saying I empathize. I was thinking about it from both perspectives. I actually thought from Monica's perspective, I can't imagine anything worse than like you're dealing with all that shit with your coach. You're on thin fucking ice. And it's like, this is my last straw. Like, if I fuck up one more time, I yeah, my, your, your my dreams whole go. dreams, my whole life go down the toilet. So I empathize with her there. And then I totally empathize with Quincy where it's like, look, I am your number one person. And you and I, who gives a fuck? I feel like this about work all the time where it's like work shit or whatever. It's like, that's all ancillary. The person you're with is like the number one dynamic in your fucking life. So on Quincy's side, I'm saying, who gives a fuck about all this other shit? It's you and I right now, and I'm dealing with the most fucked up shit I'll ever deal with my whole life. How are you going to bail on me? So I I see both sides. It's like I think that goes, the both sides 
argument goes with their, again, teens. They literally, neither of them have the capacity to really, like, understand. She literally does not know how to deal with his issues. Mm -hmm. And that's why it, it works perfectly for the movies where they part here. It's it's a perfect yes. <laughs> perfect transition. This is honestly the start to their downfall. They then break up essentially. They go through a bunch of shit. We well, Quincy's sp- a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not true. So he takes a girl to what was it, Burger King? What yeah. Yeah, Quincy on a date. Not even a good date. But again, I can see him acting out and acting like a douche because of it. So I sympathize because it's like, Maybe yeah, that I'd would really suck. Maybe I'd sympathize if he prepped her right before he stuck it in her. Natalie wants uh, like more going loop. down. <laughs> Just a little DJ. Uh, a little bit. Mrs. M, if you're still listening, which I highly doubt you are, but if you are, once again, Natalie's crossed the line. <laughs> okay, so they break up. All this shit's going down to Natalie's point. They're young, stupid as fuck. They're teens. teens. They're idiots. They're stupid teens. teens. They're they're dealing with fucked out issues in the worst way possible. Classic teens. That's why we have a podcast. That's why we love it. Kids, what happens next is there's should we just go to the final fucking Yeah. Fucking one on one scene? Should we just get to Hell it? Hell yeah. Because honestly, everything fast forward. else. Yeah, fast forward. Quincy goes to the NBA. He just decides, I'm going to go pro. He tears his ACL. Who cares? In just a very unrealistic way. In a very unrealistic way. Yeah. We have a final one-on-one <laughs> grudge match for fucking love. I can't get basketball. Let's set it up it. with this clip. Here is the setup clip. I'll play you. What? One game, one-on-one. <laughs> for what? Your heart. <laughs> you out of your mind. So what, you gonna bitch up? Huh. What's that supposed to be? Some psychology? Look, I know why you broke up with me in college. And not that it wasn't messed up. But I should have been there for you. I just didn't know how to do that and be all about ball. Monica, after that stuff with my dad, I couldn't trust anybody, Okay. I was lost. That was five years ago. I've moved on. Prove it. You once said the reason I beat you was because you wanted me to. So? So? If I win, it's because deep down you know you're about to make the biggest mistake of your life. And deep down you want me to stop you. I'm obsessed with this scene. I think that's uh-huh. probably the point where you got most turned on. <laughs> well, Ever, they both take their shirts off. No, no, but she doesn't do it until she gets mad. Let's also say that this is the most unrealistic game of basketball ever in I human history. I completely disagree with this comment. <laughs> that Monica... The fact that you think that two... This guy's in the NBA. Able-bodied people. She's in the WNBA. Okay. It's the IWNBA. All, got, all, all listeners, I mean, all kid listeners, here's he, the question. Okay. Can a WNBA player hang IWNBA. With... She doesn't get to the WNBA she's until not, the end. She's not even in the WNBA yet. Can they not about be in the WNBA in like a couple years hang with an NBA player? You answer that question, Anyone kids. Anyone can hang with it. Like... 
The an NBA is, player? No, the point is the emotion, dipshit. The point is the fact... <laughs> shit. <laughs> the point is the fact that... She Emotion beat an NBA so player. So hard, and he's letting her go because he doesn't give a fuck about this situation. So he, he allowed. Sucks. Are you saying he allowed her? He to allowed win? her. No, he allowed her the first three points. Okay. Honestly, I think that he just wanted like to play with her and to be with her. Yes. He didn't even care about like winning or losing. Yes. He just was like, "Fuck Tyra." But Done. he did. But he did care about winning because he, he dumped no, on once her he, once he throws off his brace he and, and then he, he gets, starts yeah, dominating he her right yeah. he does three points back to back to back so I'm not disagreeing with the fact that you think that he could kill her but he, the first three points was she's trying so hard because she's playing she's for something playing for that luck. he doesn't she's he doesn't luck. agree but he's also playing for basketball he's playing for bat. they're both playing for love and basketball He's humoring her for the first, like, couple yeah. points. That's what I'm saying, yes. Now, no, you're going, oh, an NBA player could always just dunk on this bitch. It's like, no. Y- yeah. Yeah, but, he's <laughs> also, yeah, but the exact other point of it that is, is, what I'm is saying. that she might be taller than him. So can't she? Okay. It's Perfect like Kevin Hart point. trying to let's, dunk let's on rain Shaq. It let's rain it in. Let's rain it in. Kevin Hart dunking on Shaq. That's how I look at this. Let's rain it in. The end, though. What is oh, awesome? It's gorgeous. What is gorgeous? Is that the end? <laughs> he does win, doesn't even matter. Who cares? Clip. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. She's this so she's so fucking dis- her disappointment game on was so love. sad, and then when she turns around and when he says it, it's like oh, she knows it's on. Here's he won. He won the game, and then he saw the look on her face, and it was like, oh, guess what? I don't give a fuck about this one-on-one battle that I just. I won love you because I'm. You know what I care about? The love of the love in basketball. The love of the game and the love of the girl. <laughs> love of the girl. He chose love of the girl over the love of the game. And I love it. I fucking love it. So, question that. I love it a lot. Natalie, was that exactly <laughs> what Ben said to you on your wedding night? A double or nothing? <laughs> double or nothing. Damn, what a hot fucking take, Lauren. Ben took Ben. That was took so good. 35 minutes to roll off. <laughs> Ben, I don't know what's happening. I was, I was looking away. Ben, all I know is they're laughing at your expense, but I don't know why. And then, uh, it's only because Brian's trying to like. Of, it was a lot of. No. So here's the thing: is that so Brian, Natalie? No, I was just no Brian. Natalie had her first kiss with Ben. She got married to Ben. Had her first sexual experience with Ben. Natalie has done all first with her current husband. She's the only one in this podcast studio who can yeah, say absolutely. that. So actually, congrats. Congrats. You have the most you're, pure you're relationship. You're the only non-whore is what you're he's trying non, to say. Yeah, you're the biggest so, non-whore in this so podcast studio. also choking him. Yeah, she chokes him out. That's just normal <laughs> sex stuff. Only butt stuff. No, actually. <laughs> oh. Mrs. M, another part. If you're still listening, Mrs. M, you will only love that. Butts. Okay. 
any other points <laughs> that... Why not to have kids, Brian? Jesus. I did. I did. It's the safest way. So, let's say, end of this movie, they end up together. Do we want to do a sequel? They never did a sequel for Love and Basketball it's 2. too bad, honestly. Do we want to project, if they did a Love and Basketball 2, where we think this sequel would go? Oh, God. I mean, I'll throw an idea out there. No, I think she I tears think it's her great other... that they didn't. She no, tears no, her we're, ACL. We're just gonna say they did. She <laughs> tears her ACL and they're ACL twins. Okay, you're saying she tears her ACL in the WNBA, and so then eventually they both go broke, and then they have to start working at a McDonald's. Can we give someone a heroin addiction? Because I oh my god, yes, please. That. Let's give. I was gonna throw in like three more babies, and she would just be like deep in postpartum depression. <laughs> so should wow, we give? You just went... So let's say you just went there. She <laughs> tears her ACL in the Sorry. sequel, Love and Basketball Two. Tears her ACL, has three kids because she can't play, so she just starts right. fucking and having kids a lot. <laughs> While after her third kid in postpartum, she gets a heroin addiction. Right, mm-hmm. but after she's done breastfeeding. Right, 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 yes. Kids are healthy. Kids are all safe and healthy. That's what I, I want to make sure. Kids, kids are, are drinking good. soda and yeah. not breast milk. Kids Great are juice. drinking healthy soda milk. She gets a heroin addiction. Then she's like, you know what? I want to go back and, t- and coach at the high school. Did Get off the that? drugs. Yeah, and and now and now she you pays it forward. Just set up the new movie that Ben Affleck's in called. Yes. So mm-hmm. in the sequel, she's the high school same. girls coach. Ben Affleck is the high school boys coach. Exactly. They start fucking each other. No. She's now I off heroin. Right. I don't and think now she'd she's, be impressed and enough with that. And now she's his sponsor in AA. Yeah, and but, fucking him and Omar yeah. Epps. Uh-uh. I like it. Guys, that's not happening because she would not Ten be as shocked when Ben Affleck pulls down his pants as Omar Epps did. Oh, so right, right, right. we're we're gonna say she'd be like, "What the fuck?" Omar Epps has a bigger dick than Ben Affleck. We're she'd saying be like, that. Lay down, I'll hop on. But who has the biggest dick in the movie? Zeke, <laughs> Quincy's dad. <laughs> so. Last thing we have to do on this pod, MVP of the movie. Let's go around the horn. Who oh. everyone thinks is their favorite MVP of the Stop. movie. There's no, there's no. No comparison. Then we'll let Natalie go last. Anna from HR, who's your MVP? Wake up. <laughs> I'm not asleep. I'm just, my eyes are small. Um. <laughs> All right, who's your MVP? Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Monica's my fave. Why? Because she... Why are you crying? (laughs) (laughs) You're crying. Uh, No, I'm not. Why is she your MVP? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think because... It's so sad giving Monica MVPs. You're making me laugh. I'm crying. She is... She's a really good actress. She was the underdog. Ended up getting... And having a good life at the end, she ended up being with the man that she wanted to be with. Fuck Ben Affleck for a couple years. <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, was able to um, live sequel. through a heroin addiction. <laughs> you know, it was, it was after three kids and postpartum. Depression. Okay, yeah. Monica, Lauren. Uh, I would say for the, all the same reasons, Monica, or the coach's bangs. Oh, the lesbian coach. Because those were feathered as 
Fuck. Those were, that was some great Beautiful. volume. Okay, so we have Woo-hoo! a vote for Monica and a vote for Monica's lesbian coach's bangs, okay? Monica. So Monica gets it. Monica Sana. So, the most important thing is, beyond the fact that she did all of those things, she also... I've, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> she was also just awesome. She's Everyone in this room is buzzed. Everyone is buzzed in this room on Smirnoff I really, Honestly, while you were going through your litany of things, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then I had six other things that I thought about. And then, and then I got distracted. And then she said, yes, queen. Yes, exactly. Oh, you know what? I have a thing that we can go back to because we didn't talk about this. During the insertion process of the sex scene, oh this will be God. a perfect thing to end mm-hmm. on. You were commenting on her face. the face that she was making during her first sexual experience. That was ad-libbed. She acted like it was painful. She went more for the approach of like it was an awkward, like semi-painful. Right. You're a virgin for sex experience. And... The director said that she got a lot of feedback from the studios that they wanted her to change how they did that sex scene. And she was like, no, I'm keeping that in there. And that's probably to bring it all the way back full circle. Spike Lee was probably in her fucking corner saying, this is how we make this shit hard and less fucking (laughs) soft. Yeah, Omar Epps, clearly by the look of her eyes, he's got a gigantic, massive dick. So her face is going to be... Honestly, I think the face is probably more towards the fact that there was no prep. Yeah, he just went raw dog. She was all sandpaper down there. Yeah, no preheating the You know that. But even still, the first time doesn't feel that great. So I appreciate her... Authentic approach. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. And I, I hope that there's young children and... Kids. Kids. The kids. This is to, for the kids. It's for you, kids. Less. Do less. Kids. Maybe in that scenario we should do more. Right. Do more Pre- with lube and press. <laughs> <laughs> kids, Not perfect note. Less. That's a perfect note to end on. Kids, in that instance, your first time having sex with Omar Epps, who has like a 20-inch cock... Obviously, do more in that instance, kids, with the lube and the fucking preheat prep stuff. But for now, kids, it's simple. You tuck on in. You sleep tight, kids. I hope you enjoyed the lady takeover for Anna from HR and Lauren S and Natalie M. We are going to say goodnight and clear, clear eyes, full heart. Do less. Do Just less. With sex. Except with sex, do Except more in this instance, kids. <laughs> Podcast. People, you know, this better have my money. Pay me what you want. This better have You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured. <laughs>